Live from historic downtown Carlisle, Pennsylvania, home of founding father James Wilson, 19th century hymn writer George Duffield, 19th century gospel minister George Norcross, and sports legend Jim Thorpe. It's Iron Sharpens Iron. This is a radio platform in which pastors, Christian scholars, and theologians address the burning issues facing the church and the world today. Proverbs chapter 27 verse 17 tells us iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. Matthew Henry said that in this passage, we are cautioned to take heed with whom we converse and directed to have in view in conversation to make one another wiser and better. It is our hope that this goal will be accomplished over the next two hours, and we hope to hear from you, the listener, with your own questions. And now, here's your host, Chris Arnzen. Good afternoon, Cumberland County, Pennsylvania, Lake City, Florida, and the rest of humanity living on the planet Earth who are listening via live streaming at ironsharpensironradio.com. This is Chris Arnzen, your host of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio, wishing you all a happy Wednesday on this 8th day of March 2023. Before I introduce my guest today, who is one of my dearest and oldest friends, dating back to the early 1990s, I just have an announcement to make. Uh, If you have not heard already, Iron Sharpens Iron Radio is having their next free pastor's luncheon at Church of the Living Christ in Loysville, Pennsylvania, which is in Perry County, Pennsylvania. My guest speakers, uh, this is the first time I've ever had two speakers at one of my luncheons, Uh, Dr. William Webster, uh, who is pastor of Grace Bible Church in Battleground, Washington, and he's also the founder of Christian Resources, a Christian publishing ministry, Uh, He is one of the speakers, and uh, another speaker who is one of his dearest friends and also a co-author with him on a three-volume set known as Holy Scripture, The Ground and Pillar of Our Faith, which is a three-volume work, 900 pages of patristic evidence that that the church fathers believed in sola scriptura long before the Protestant Reformation. Uh, David T. King is the other pastor who is also... Associate Pastor of Christ Church in Katy, Texas, a congregation in the Presbyterian Church in America. They are the speakers, and uh, everything is free. This was a luncheon that was started by my precious late wife, Julie, in the 1990s, and continues to this day, even after her going home to the Lord. And now I have these uh, biannual luncheons now, free luncheons, uh, that are conducted in loving memory of her and in tribute to her. And not only do you get to hear these uh, magnificent preachers for free and eat a wonderful meal for free and share fellowship with other pastors for free, every man that attends will leave that place with a heavy sack of free brand new books selected by me personally that have been donated from Christian or by Christian publishers all over the United States and United Kingdom. And everything is free. There's no ulterior motive. And that's Church of the Living Christ in Loysville, Pennsylvania. The three days following that, oh, by the way, I don't even know if I gave the date. Thursday, April 13th is the date of the pastor's luncheon. Uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, the 14th, 15th, and 16th of April, 
those two same speakers are going to be the speakers at my three-day Bible conference, which will be held at Grace Bible Fellowship Church in Harrisburg, uh, also free of charge. The theme is the gospel, removed by Rome, rescued by the reformers, and rejected by modern evangelicals. If you would like to attend either or both of those events, send me an email to chrisarnson at gmail.com, chrisarnson at gmail.com, and put luncheon or conference or both in the subject line. Uh, keep in mind that the pastor's luncheon is only uh, being offered to men in ministry leadership, but the conference, the three-day Bible conference, is open to all men, women, and children. Now, I am so thrilled to have back on the program after a very long absence. As I said, he's one of my dearest and oldest friends, Ed Moore. Uh, uh, he is the not only a conference speaker and a church planter, he's the pastor of North Shore Baptist Church of Bayside, Queens, New York. And I started a friendship with him, by God's grace, in the early 1990s, not long after he became the pastor of North Shore Baptist Church of Bayside, Queens, New York. I can still remember vividly uh, having a conversation uh, with our mutual friend Gary Scott when he was still pastoring in Columbia, South Carolina at Three Rivers Church, and I was discussing with him the possibility of a Sovereign Grace radio program uh, and his participation in it, and he said, oh, you've got to speak to uh, my former associate pastor, Ed Moore. He just took over a church in Bayside, Queens, New York, and that's how it all began. And today we have Ed back on, as I said, after a long absence from the show, or at least too long uh, for my uh, taste. Uh, we are going to be discussing probably <laughs> the most crucial theme within Christendom, Christ our mediator, our prophet, priest, and king. It's also an issue that separates truly biblical Christianity from Rome, Eastern Orthodoxy, and all the cults. But it's my honor and privilege to welcome you back to Iron Sharpens Iron Radio, Pastor Ed Moore. Chris, thank you for having me on the show today. Uh, I can remember the exact date when first we spoke. It was December 31st, 1992. So I had been at North Shore Baptist Church less than six months at the time. Um, and I was actually thinking about that very day in preparation for this show. Um, as you know, Jesus Christ, prophet, priest, and king, um, uh, as a, uh, as a clergyman, you know, your uh, people, uh, in society, they will really confuse, you know, what, what title are you supposed to have? Uh, that very day, the day I spoke to you on the phone later that night, I went into Times Square. There were some visitors who were coming into New York, and I said, well, I was new to the area. I was green. I said, listen, I'm going to take you to see the ball drop. Well, I was so naive. I didn't know that after it was full, they would close it up. And we, we tried and tried and tried to get in to see the ball drop, but every street was was blocked off. And I went up to a police officer with my freshly printed cards that said North Shore Baptist Church, Ed Moore, pastor. And I handed the policeman the card and I said, sir, would you please, I, I, I have some friends visiting from town and would it hurt to have three more bodies in, you know, in Times Square? And he motioned ahead to the cop that was in front of him and he said, let him through. He's a priest. 
And I thought, okay. <laughs> and, and I didn't, I didn't correct his ecclesiology at the time because I wanted to see the uh, wanted to see the ball drop. But uh, that very day in New York City, I was referred to as a priest. But I remember that day. Yes, and I remember uh, you being gr- so gracious and hospitable to invite my precious late wife Julie and I over your home for dinner. Uh, not long after our first phone conversation, I can still remember that we had uh, Maurice's mustard-based barbecue sauce. On, yeah, early '93. Yeah, yep. Yep. Yeah, on our sandwiches, and uh, just I knew that uh, that friendship was going to be a long-lasting one. And by the way, I'm not exaggerating at all. I'm not using hyperbole when I say that Ed Moore is the most hilarious and funny man I have ever met in my entire life. And I'm not saying that he does a stand-up comedy routine behind the pulpit. He's, he's as serious as a heart attack when he's preaching. But uh, he is uh, an extremely uh, funny individual. And uh, that's, Yes. <laughs> that high praise coming from you. I mean, uh, <laughs> right back at you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I have never laughed harder or longer than during conversations with you. And... Uh, a lot, a lot of hilarious memories, um, and I look forward to hopefully uh, having more of those memories made in the future. Well, now Amen. tell our listeners about North Shore Baptist Church of Bayside, Queens. So uh, the church was founded in 1933. Um, they had one pastor from 1937, uh, and he pastored the church until 1992. Um he actually died in 1977, but he continued to pastor. He was a <laughs> no. I'm serious. When I got to the church, we would try to do things. The, the the members would tell me, "Well, we can't do that because the the former pastor said we have to do it this way." But he was a great man of God. Um, really laid a, a solid foundation at the church. He, the, the man would preach four times a week, Sunday school, Sunday morning, Sunday evening, and Wednesday night. And the members said you could tell no difference in the quality of any of the sermons. They were all just superb. And so from 1939 through 1976, he really laid a strong foundation of the word. So when I arrived in 1992, um, uh, the people really are hungry for the word. They love, they love the Lord. Uh, the neighborhood has changed a lot since then. And since the neighborhood has changed, the church has changed. And so our demographics, um, would reflect what this area of Queens looks like at this time. So we have people from all over the world. Um, thankfully God has given us a very small building. And so, uh, our option to, um, uh, grow really wasn't uh, in front of us. So what we decided to do about 22 years ago was to plant churches. And we've been able um, to, I, I can tell you everything you need to know about how not to plant a church as we've made uh, endless mistakes. But thankfully, we have planted a few churches that have lived. And we're also really trying to revitalize churches, churches that have uh, empty pulpits in the area. We try to raise up a man and get him over there that uh, that will will give him the word of God. Um, we are uh, a Baptist church. We are Calvinistic. Uh, we are uh, joyful in our worship. 
and um, uh, and we love each other. And it's a it's a very loving church. So I'm very thankful to have been here for the last 30 years. And I was personally thrilled to hear. I think it was somewhere around 1997 when you stopped using stoning as a form of church discipline. So that was uh, <laughs> that was, I think, a healthy improvement. Uh, <laughs> <if> any, any, <laughs> if anybody, folks, go ahead. Yeah, folks, folks said we had gone uh, emergent at the time, but you know what? I was. I was the times they are changing, so I was willing to I was willing to move on. <laughs> if anybody wants to find out more information about North Shore Baptist Church of Bayside, Queens, go to NS for North Shore dash BC for Baptist Church dot org. NS dash BC dot org. Now tell us about the Pillar Network Pastors Conference coming up on March twenty seventh, right around the corner. Okay, so uh, once again, if you'd like information on that conference, you can go uh, to ns-bc.org and get uh, uh, more details. But the long and short of it is, it is a one-day pastors' conference, and pastors and their wives are invited to this. We're going to meet from 9 to 3. Our target audience, I mean, anybody is welcome to come, but our, our target audience is pastors and elders in the New York metro area, but again, anybody is welcome to come. We're going to have four speakers that day, in addition to myself. Um, Deepak Raju from the Capitol Hill Baptist Church is going to be speaking on the subject of the pastor as a, a counselor or a shepherd. Um, there's a gentleman from, from uh, North Carolina that's coming. His name is William Montgomery. Uh, he's going to talk about the pastor as a sufferer, and he could really speak to this subject because back in 2019, he had a stroke. Uh, he went blind. He lost kidney function and he almost died. The Lord has uh, in many ways restored his health. But he's going to talk about the, the the path back to health and how a pastor suffers. And then we have a pastor by the name of Dave Keene who's coming in from South Carolina, and he's going to speak on the subject of the pastor as a friend and how pastors really need to um, extend themselves to be friendly and friends to other pastors to help build them up. So uh, March 27th, North Shore Baptist Church, love to have you guys out for the uh, the one-day pillar conference. Great. And I have another website that says nsbc.churchcenter.com. Is that uh, also something that you're promoting? Because it has all the details on here. Uh, uh, that's just just leave. The, yeah, don't worry. That's where I sell my Amway products. So just leave. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. No. <laughs> yeah, and then it's forward slash registrations forward slash events. All right, right, all right, and we will, God willing, repeat that later on in the program. Well, uh, I usually only do this with first-time guests, but since it's been so long since you've been on the program, and I have so many new listeners who have joined the Iron Trip and Zion Radio uh, listening audience, uh, I would like you to give a summary of your salvation testimony, which is our custom, uh, as I said, uh, typically for first-time guests, but because of the, the long period of time when you refused, absolutely refused to come on my show, unless I paid you, um, uh, uh, I think it might be a good thing for you to repeat that uh, testimony. All right. So let me go back. I'm not born until 1961, but I'll, I'll start the story back in 1945. Um, on 
uh, on the um, 6th of August, 1945, the United States drops a bomb on Hiroshima. Um, on the 8th day of August that year, my mother and father are married. And on the 9th day of August, 1945, we drop a bomb on um, Nagasaki. And my father always said that was when one war ended and another war began. Uh, so my parents are married in 1945. Neither one of them know the Lord. Shortly thereafter, they are saved. And they become members, very committed members of a Christian and Missionary Alliance church in my hometown of Dubois, Pennsylvania. Um, so I, I, by the time I arrive in 61, they are very committed to the church. And I knew nothing in my life except for going to church several times a week. Um, knew the Bible, knew the Bible stories. In fact, I would even say that I knew the gospel. Um, and I had a respect for the things of God. Um, so I don't know if you've had any guests on who have spoken about the revival that has recently happened in Asbury, Kentucky. Uh, but I can very well remember the revival of 1970. Um, so it happens in Asbury, Kentucky, and they send out college students all over America to testify. And I can remember in our little church, some Asbury students came, gave testimony. Probably it was a Monday or Tuesday night. It wasn't a church night. And I remember being in the church, the church being full. I can remember even as an eight-year-old how inarticulate the um, the students were. And the other thing I remember about that night so vividly, even as an unconverted eight-year-old, I remember a thick sense of the presence of God uh, and and just how real that was and how um, how sweet it was, uh, but still not knowing the Lord. Uh, about eight years later, at the age of 16, uh, I didn't receive any new information because I had the gospel my entire life. But about eight years later, at the age of 16, um, God reveals himself to me uh, and I come to love and to know Christ, uh, understanding, of course, that I am a sinner, understanding the doctrine of substitution, that Christ died for sinners, that he died for me. And I just developed this uh, this love for Christ that all I wanted was to be around the things of God and the people of God and the church. And uh, uh, God just gave me a brand new heart when I was when I was 16 years old. Uh, and that's when I came to know the Lord. I, from childhood, knew the Holy Scriptures, which were able to make me wise unto salvation. But the Lord didn't save me until I was 16. And uh, on top of that, uh, I'd like to hear again the uh, amazing story of how you, as an Arminian Christian, came to embrace what we call the doctrines of sovereign grace a.k.a. Calvinism, a.k.a. Reformed Theology, etc. How, how did that happen? Well, uh, let me say this. The church that I grew up in, I, I would be in a different galaxy now from them theologically, but, but I, but I want to be very careful to say that to this day I have never known people that were more godly or loved the Lord more. So I, I, I do not in any way, although I would disagree, I, I in no way— uh, despise or uh, think little of the people that that raised me. Uh, they really loved God. 
But oh, um, great! But Remove it, the humor from today's show. Fantastic. Okay. <laughs> okay. But it, but it was in our but it was an Arminian church, and um, and of course, I had never heard of the doctrines of grace or Calvinism until I was um, in a literature class at the University of Georgia, and the professor, who was probably a homosexual, uh, definitely was an atheist. Um, said, you cannot understand early American literature without understanding the First Great Awakening. You can't understand the First Great Awakening without knowing about Jonathan Edwards. And you can't understand Jonathan Edwards without knowing what Calvinism was. And he writes on the board, T-U-L-I-P, and he spells out what each of those things are and gives a definition of each. And he says, Tomorrow we're going to have a quiz. You're going to come in. You're going to tell me the five points of Calvinism. And I was just compelled uh, by, um, well, I wouldn't say by the Lord, but just in within my own spirit to protect my fellow classmates. And I raised my hand and I said, listen, I am a Christian and I want everybody to know that I don't know who this Edwards clown was. But uh, what is on the board is just absolute garbage. That is not in the Bible. That is not Christianity. Uh, I, this Edwards guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Uh, and so that's 1982. Uh, fade in, fade out. I'm, I'm having my devotions um, about two years later, and I'm going through the book of Romans. I'm going through chapter by chapter, verse by verse. And, and it was it was as if someone had taken in the middle of the night, had had gotten some glue and some uh, tape and it had taped some verses in my Bible, just like which were not there before. <laughs> and I started to discover, oh, my goodness, this kind of sounds like what that Edwards guy was saying. And the more I studied, the clearer it became that um, Edwards wasn't the idiot. I was the idiot. And I came to uh, embrace and to believe the doctrines of grace um, from reading the Bible. But the foundation was there, like the building blocks were laid by that that atheist professor. Uh, and I'm I'm thankful for that for that literature class. Praise God. Uh, forgive me, listeners, if you've heard this story before, but something Ed said uh, evoked a memory that I have told on this program. <clears throat> When he was talking about uh, it was as if people were taping uh, new words into the Bible that he hadn't seen. I had a former gang member on the show. This is going back to when I was conducting the show live on at WNYG Radio in Babylon, where you have been in the studio uh, back in the early days of broadcasting the show. <clears throat> I had a, a former gang member who became a member of a gang, a Hispanic gang in prison. And uh, he was sitting next to me in the studio, and I said to him, you know, when I was a younger man, I, I was a member of a gang, too. And he goes, really? <laughs> and he leaned forward with great interest. His eyes were bugged open. I said, yeah, uh, the gang was called Calvin's Crusaders. Really? And I said, <laughs> I said, I said yeah, uh, what we used to do is at night, we would break into Arminian churches and rewrite the words in their hymnals. So, <laughs> anyway. Uh, I remember being in that studio one day, and you were interviewing a, a friend of mine, and he was giving his testimony, and he said, 
you know, I've, I've lived this kind of life and I, I, you know, I took drugs and blah, 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 blah. And I was a, a, a cage fighter and blah, 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 blah. And a hit man. <laughs> and, and then he said, he said, I, he said, I even, he said, I even did some work. I even did some work for the Chinese mafia. And as soon as he said that without, without like, if, like it wasn't even a second, he said, I've, I did some work for the Chinese mafia, and you said, well, well, who hasn't? <laughs> and then I forgot, that I, I completely forgot when I made that joke, that the Chinese people that owned that station were sitting in the building in their own office. <laughs> and by the way, I, when I said hitman, obviously that wasn't true, but he, but he was like a money collector, wasn't he, for the, the Chinese mafia? Yeah. Right. In fact, I would I've been thinking about interviewing him again if you could locate him. I would love to have him on the show. Uh okay. I know people at Toronto Baptist Seminary where at least he was at one time. I well, uh, let, let me just let me just say this. He'll have to call you and um uh the uh the call will be recorded if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> This is a collect call from, um, well, we have to go to our first commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to enter into our theme, Christ, our mediator, our prophet, priest, and king. Our email address is chrisarnzen at gmail.com, C-H-R-I-S-A-R-N-Z-E-N at gmail.com. As always, give us your first name at least, city and state of residence, and country of residence if you live outside of the USA. Please only remain anonymous if your question involves a personal and private matter. Let's say you are in a church or even another religion that disagrees with the things we are going to be addressing today, and you're not ready or prepared at this point to identify yourself publicly. We understand that. You might even be a pastor in that position where your fellow elders disagree with you, your denomination and you're not ready to identify yourself publicly about it either. We completely understand that. But if it's just a general question on what the scriptures have to say about the mediatory work of Christ and his offices of prophet, priest, and king, if it's just a general theological, doctrinal, biblical question, please give us your first name at least, city and state, and country of residence. <clears throat> Don't go away. We're going to be right back with Pastor Ed Moore right after these messages from our sponsors. James White of Alpha Mega Ministries here. I'm very excited to announce that my longtime friend Chris Arnson of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio and I are heading down to Atlanta, Georgia again for the G3 National Conference. That's Thursday, September 21st through Saturday the 23rd on a theme that I have been preaching, teaching, writing about, and defending in live public debates for most of my life, the sovereignty of God. I'll be joined on the speaking roster by Steve Lawson, Bodie Balcom, Paul Washer, Virgil Walker, Scott Aniel, and Josh Bice, founder of G3 Ministries. 
And there's more great news. Chris Arns and Iron Sharpens Iron Radio can get you a 30% discount off the registration fee. Go to g3min.org. That's g3min.org. And enter promo code G3ISIR. That's G3ISIR for the 30% discount. Chris Arns and I look forward to seeing you all Thursday, September 21st through Saturday the 23rd for the G3 National Conference in Atlanta, Georgia on the Sovereignty of God. Make sure you stop by the Iron Sharpens Iron Radio Exhibitor booth and say hi to Chris Arnson while you're there. Go to g3min.org and enter promo code G3ISIR for your 30% discount off the registration fee. President of the SecureCom Group and an enthusiastic supporter of Chris Arnzen's Iron Sharpens Iron radio program. The SecureCom Group provides the highest level of security, closed-circuit television, access control, and communication systems for Manhattan's top residential buildings, as well as churches, commercial properties, municipalities, and more. We custom install exactly what you need to protect yourself, including digital recording, off-site viewing, and connectivity from most smart devices. From simple code-activated systems to the latest technology using facial recognition, the SecureCom Group has it. We also provide the latest in intercom and IP telephone systems. In addition, we provide superior networking platforms. We'll create, maintain, and secure your local network. Whether it's a Wi-Fi or hardwire network, we'll implement the latest secured firewall, endpoint solutions, and cloud backup. I would love to have the honor and privilege of helping protect the lives and property of Iron Sharpens Iron radio listeners and their associates. For more details on how the SecureCom Group may be of service to you with the very latest in security innovations, call 718-353-3355. That's 718-353-3355. Or visit securecomgroup.com. That's securecomgroup.com. Com. This is Brian McLaughlin of the SecureCom Group, joining Chris Arnzen's family of advertisers to keep Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on the air. Puritan Reformed is a Bible-believing, kingdom-building, devil-fighting church. We are devoted to upholding the apostolic doctrine and practice preserved in Scripture alone. Puritan Reformed teaches men to rule and lead as image-bearing prophets, priests, and kings. We teach families to worship together as families. Puritan is committed to teaching the whole counsel of God so that the earth will be filled with the knowledge of God as the waters cover the sea. We sing the Psalms, teach the law, proclaim the gospel, make disciples, maintain discipline, and exalt Christ. This is Pastor David Reese of Puritan Reformed in Phoenix, Arizona. Join us in the glorious cause of advancing Christ's crown and covenant over the kings of the earth. Puritan Reformed Church. Believe. Build. Fight. PuritanPHX.com 
Prince of Preachers, Charles Haddon Spurgeon, once said, Growing a beard is a habit most natural, scriptural, manly, and beneficial. Grace and peace to all the Iron Sharpens Iron listeners. This is Tony with TheStandardBeardCare.com. Try the TheStandardBeardCare.com is a Christ-exalting, better-known and simple name in beard care. So if you have a beard, know a guy with a beard, or ladies, if you're married to a man with a beard, head over to TheStandardBeardCare.com. Check out the vast array of all-natural, handcrafted products to make that beard scriptural, manly, and beneficial. And when you do so, you will help to support Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. When you use the promo code IRON at checkout, you will receive free shipping to anywhere in the lower 48, and 10% of your donations will go back to Chris Arnson and Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. So head over to the standardbeardcare.com, where the standard is the standard. This is Pastor Bill Sasso, Grace Church at Franklin, here in the beautiful state of Tennessee. Our congregation is one of a growing number of churches who love and support Iron Sharpens Iron Radio financially. Grace Church at Franklin is an independent, autonomous body of believers which strives to clearly declare the whole counsel of God as revealed in Scripture through the person and work of our Lord Jesus Christ. And of course, the end for which we strive is the glory of God. If you live near Franklin, Tennessee, and Franklin is just south of Nashville, maybe 10 minutes, or you are visiting this area, or you have friends and loved ones nearby, we hope you will join us some Lord's Day in worshiping our God and Savior. Please feel free to contact me if you have more questions about Grace Church at Franklin. Our website is gracechurchatfranklin.org. That's gracechurchatfranklin.org. This is Pastor Bill Sasser wishing you all the richest blessings of our sovereign Lord, God, Savior, and King Jesus Christ today and always. When Iron Sharpens Iron Radio first launched in 2005, the publishers of the New American Standard Bible were among my very first sponsors. It gives me joy knowing that many scholars and pastors in the Iron Sharpens Iron Radio audience have been sticking with or switching to the NASB. I'm Dr. Joseph Piper, President and Professor of Systematic and Homiletical Theology at Greenville Presbyterian Theological Seminary in Taylor's, South Carolina. And the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Chuck White of the First Trinity Lutheran Church in Tonawanda, New York, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Anthony Mathenia of Christ Church in Radford, Virginia, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Jesse Miller of Damascus Road Christian Church in Gardnerville, Nevada, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Bruce Bennett of Word of Truth Church in Farmingville, Long Island, New York, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Rodney Brown of Metro Bible Church in South Lake, Texas, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Jim Harrison of Red Mills Baptist Church in Mayapack Falls, New York, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. Here's a great way for your church to help keep Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on the air. 
Pastors, are your pew Bibles tattered and falling apart? Consider restocking your pews with the NASB. And tell the publishers you heard about them from Chris Arnzen on Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. Go to nasbible.com. That's nasbible.com to place your order. Sharpens Iron Radio praise God for the generous monthly financial support of Royal Diadem Jewelers, educated by and affiliated with the American Gem Society, Jewelers of America, and the Gemological Institute of America. For the perfect custom-designed engagement ring or any one-of-a-kind piece of jewelry created exactly according to your imagination and specifications, Royal Diadem Jewelers has you covered. No matter where you live in the world, Royal Diadem will walk you step-by-step through every stage of the process and even hold a high-tech internet virtual visit using state-of-the-art jewelry design technology to serve you. They start by listening carefully to determine your needs. They're interested in making what you want, not what they want to sell you. From rough design to digital model, to photorealistic image, to wax prototype model, to the finished product, they're continually listening to your input, likes and dislikes, making any changes necessary along the way. This will ensure that your custom jewellery will turn out exactly as you dreamed and well beyond your expectations. Visit royaldiadem.com. That's royaldiadem.com today. Sterling Vanderwerker, owner of Royal Diadem Jewellers, his wife Bronnie, his business partner and manager Brian Wilson, and the entire family thank you all for listening to, praying for, and supporting the work of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. And don't forget, folks, royaldiadem.com is still offering Iron Sharpens Iron Radio this amazing offer for anyone who purchases jewelry in our audience from royaldiadem.com. We will receive 100% of the profits from any sale of jewelry to an Iron Sharpens Iron Radio listener that is valued at $100 or more if you mention Iron Sharpens Iron Radio when making your purchase, whether it is a piece of jewelry that's already in stock at royaldiadem.com or if you are having a custom-designed piece of jewelry created, like a, an engagement ring, like turning your church logo, your parachurch ministry logo, your denomination logo, your seminary logo <clears throat> into a piece of jewelry, or anything else that your creativity and imagination can come up with, they will take whatever is in your brain and turn it into a physical piece of jewelry that will blow your mind. I've seen their work firsthand. They are masters at custom-designed jewelry. One of the sons of the woman who led me to Christ has a cross pendant on a necklace that they created according to his uh, detailed specifications, and it is absolutely stunning. It is breathtaking. It is mind-blowing how beautiful it is. It's a cross with a crown of thorns around it, and it is just gorgeous. Well, if you would like something like that made, go to royaldiadem.com, royaldiadem.com, and remember to mention Chris Arnzen from Iron Trump and Zion Radio so that we will receive 100% 
of the profits from that sale. It's a limited time offer. We have no idea when they're going to pull the plug on that. So please try to go to uh, royaldiadem.com as soon as possible to either purchase your jewelry or get the ball rolling for a custom-designed piece of jewelry. Royaldiadem.com. We're now back with my old friend, Ed Moore, one of the finest preachers that I've ever heard, and I mean that sincerely. Uh, There is no hyperbole or exaggeration. Uh, He is a conference speaker, church planter, and the pastor of North Shore Baptist Church of Bayside, Queens, New York. We are discussing the theme, Christ, our mediator, our prophet, priest, and king. Uh, Pastor Ed, can you tell us exactly what you mean and what the Bible means, more importantly, uh, about uh, Christ's role as mediator? Well, when we speak about the mediatorial offices of Christ, uh, that phrase right there, we have to define three of those words. Uh, We don't have to define uh, the word the or the word of, but we do need to define the word uh, mediatorial offices and Christ. Uh, So if we do it in reverse order and we start with the word Christ, um, it simply means the anointed. So when you're when you're reading the Old Testament, uh, they would anoint uh, prophets, they would anoint priests, they would anoint kings, they would do it with oil, they would do it publicly. Um, 39 times in the Old Testament, someone would be anointed, or literally they would be uh, uh, messiahed, uh, although they are not the messiah. Um, and then you move from the Hebrew to the Greek into the New Testament, and it, it the word is translated as Christos or Christ. So Christ is the anointed one, um, the Messiah. When we speak about uh, his offices, uh, don't think about like a chair with a desk, uh, but think about his function. So when you're saying, well, the the president um, uh, stepped out of office or left office, it doesn't mean he walked out of a building. It means that his function is no longer as the president. And uh, the functions of Christ are three, uh, prophet, priest, and king. The smart guys, the theologians, refer to it as the munis triplex. So you take that word munis, um, it would be something like we would think of our, our government, like a municipal building or a, where there would be offices. So the, mun, the Munis triplex talks about the three offices of Christ. By the way, I, I, ju- I just saw a Jackie Chan movie not long ago at the Munis triplex. <laughs> you beat me to it. <laughs> I was, I was setting the whole thing up for the joke, uh, but, it, but it is true. Yeah. Yeah, the the munis triplex. And then when you think about the mediatorial offices of Christ, mediatorial means like a go-between, someone to to bridge the gap. So even in our uh, our talking, we will talk about the media. There's the news. How does the news get to you? It comes through the media or uh, someone that you know, is supposedly in touch with the dead is said to be a a, a medium. Uh, I was reading in the New York Times yesterday uh, about uh, a guy over in the Bronx. He was a, he was a charlatan. He was a like a palm reader. He was a medium, and uh, uh, it turns out not a very tall fellow. He was he was he was he was very short. He was arrested. He was taken to Rikers Island, and he escaped. 
Um, and they say now in the New York Times that he is a small medium at large. <laughs> so me, media, mediatorial, meaning the go-between, offices, meaning function, Christ, meaning uh, his, um, his, uh, him being the Messiah, the anointed one. And uh, anointed one uh, is somewhat vague and inspecific. There are even um, Orthodox Jews uh, who will denounce or reject the deity of Christ or Jesus Christ uh, because of that very thing that you said, uh, that, that even our New Testament isn't making a claim uh, that we think it is, according to these folks who are not Christian, and they will say he's the anointed one. And, you know, there, there have been many other anointed ones in the Bible as well. So, how do you distinguish uh, Jesus from other anointed ones? Well, they're absolutely right. There. Uh, so, for example, in First Kings chapter nineteen, Elijah is told to go and to anoint Elisha. First uh, Kings nineteen sixteen. Uh, to be the next king, um, I'm sorry, to be the next prophet. And then he's supposed to, um, uh, to anoint Jehu as the next king. Uh, and then the same thing with, uh, the priest in Leviticus 8 12, uh, Moses is told to pour some of the anointing oil on Aaron's head, um, and to consecrate him as priest. So that is, that is absolutely right. There are other, prophets, priests, and kings who are not the Messiah, who are anointed. But when the Lord is speaking with reference to uh, his Christ, the anointed one, um, uh, he's putting him in another category. So, for example, in Deuteronomy chapter 18, Moses is told that uh, there's going to come a prophet, and he's going to be like me, he's going to be among your brethren, and he's the one that you are to listen to. And so if you wanted to stay, even though in, in Greek and Hebrew, they're not going to use capital M uh, uh, for mediatorial, or they're not going to use the capital P for priest or capital K or whatever. Uh, when, when you think about the anointed prophet that Moses talks about in Deuteronomy 18, uh, the 1400 years, they were looking for that anointed prophet. Then you get to John the Baptist, and they think that they have identified that prophet, the prophet, the big prophet, the capital P prophet in John the Baptist. And they come to him and they say, tell us plainly, you know, are you that prophet? And he denies and says, no, I am not. Um, uh, and the same thing with, you know, with uh, uh, the priest, Psalm 110, verse 1. Uh, the uh, text of Scripture, which is quoted most often from the Old Testament into the New Testament, is Psalm 110. You are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. And then when it talks about Christ as our king in Second um, Samuel chapter 7, when Nathan comes to David and he says, listen, there's going to be a forever king that is going to come from you. Yes, there were other kings and there were other prophets and there were other priests. But what distinguishes Christ is that he is the forever priest. He's the forever prophet. He's the forever king. 
Um, and that's something that um, uh, makes it unique uh, as our mediatorial um, prophet, priest, and king. Now, does not this office of mediator and his titles and roles as prophet, priest, and king, does that not all hinge on one very vital doctrinal reality, and that is that Christ is fully God and yet fully man as well? Right, absolutely. And so that, that's why when you'll read in First Timothy chapter 2, verse 5, for there is one God and there is one mediator between God and man, man, the man, Christ Jesus. And so he is 100% human. Um, he is born of Mary, born of a virgin, 100% human. He is 100% divine. That way he can touch both God and man. Um, yes, he must be 100% divine, 100% human. And indeed, indeed he is. Yeah. So what is Jesus Christ actually doing uh, as our mediator now. There, there is a pillar truth of reformational Christianity uh, that sets us as Calvinists, sovereign grace believers, reformed Christians, apart in a very significant sense from uh, Arminians and all who deny the doctrine of particular redemption, or if you prefer definite atonement or limited atonement, we are very uh, often heard singing and shouting from the rooftops that the work of Christ on Calvary is 100% completed. It was 100% successful. There needs to be added nothing to it. In fact, if you try to add anything to it as a human, uh, you are just demolishing the whole gospel itself by robbing uh, what Christ accomplished successfully on the cross of its power and glory. And yet, at the same time, we say these things and believe these things and love these things and passionately proclaim these things. It, it, Christ is not just on a holiday now, right? I mean, he's not just sitting there in heaven enjoying... Uh, paradise surrounding him and basking in the glory of uh, what it is like there in eternity. Uh, so tell us what exactly is going on. Uh, if I could just back up for just a second, we need a prophet because we're ignorant. We need a priest because we are guilty. Uh, we need a king because we are in bondage and we need someone to free us and to and to rule and reign over us graciously. Um, the work of Christ upon the cross uh, did indeed finish uh, redemption. It is finished. All of our sins were paid for there. He does not continue to suffer. He does not continue to uh, die for our sins. He, he has made a one-time payment once and for all. But now in heaven, he is enthroned as prophet, priest, and king. Um, listen to him who speaks from heaven. Uh, as our prophet, we are we we who are ignorant have heard from him, for no one ever spoke like this man. And God even said of his son, "This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased." Hear him or listen to him. 
and then as he is he is ascended into heaven and seated or the what they would call the session uh, to the right hand of the father he ever lives to make intercession for us and so he continues to serve as our priest in that he is praying for us and he is our king sit at my right hand until i make your enemies a footstool for your feet he reigns as the king of heaven enthroned or seated at the father's right hand and so um remember what jesus said uh in john chapter 5 he said i work and my father works uh understanding that the work of christ in a very real sense is finished in that our sins are paid for in full there's nothing further that he needs to do in order to pay for our sins but serving as the mediator or the go-between between us and the father uh, he is continuing to work and he is continuing to to speak on our behalf to pray for us um and to uh and to bless us from heven excellent and we have to go to our our midway break right now the midway break is a bit longer than the other breaks in the show because grace life radio 90.1 FM in Lake City, Florida, requires of us a longer break in the middle of the show because the FCC requires of Grace Life Radio to localize this program geographically to Lake City, Florida, and all of their other programming as well. They do so by airing their own public service announcements and other local things in the middle of the show while we simultaneously are airing our globally heard commercials. Please use this time wisely. Write down as much of the contact information as you possibly can write down for as many of our advertisers as you can and respond to our advertisers. We hope that that often means you will purchase their products, you will use their services, you will support their parachurch organizations, you will visit their churches. But when you cannot do any of those things, there's one thing that you definitely can do. Contact as many of our advertisers as possible with one simple statement. Thank you so much. For sponsoring Iron Sharpens Iron Radio and perhaps elaborate on how much this program means to you, if indeed it does mean a lot to you. So at least do that, contact our advertisers, and of course, send in your questions to Ed Moore on Christ Our Mediator. Our email address is chrisarnzen at gmail.com, C H R I S A R N Z E N at gmail.com. Give us your first name at least, city and state, and country of residence. We'll be right back with Ed Moore, so don't go away. James White of Alpha Omega Ministries here. I'm very excited to announce that my longtime friend Chris Arnson of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio and I are heading down to Atlanta, Georgia again for the G3 National Conference. That's Thursday, September 21st through Saturday the 23rd on a theme that I have been preaching, teaching, writing about, and defending in live public debates for most of my life, the sovereignty of God. I'll be joined on the speaking roster by Steve Lawson, Bodie Balcom, Paul Washer, Virgil Walker, Scott Annual, and Josh Bice, founder of G3 Ministries. And there's more great news. Chris Arnson of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio can get you a 30% discount off the registration fee. Go to g3min.org, that's g3min.org, and enter promo code G3ISIR. That's G3ISIR for the 30% discount. Chris Arnson, I look forward to seeing you all Thursday, September 21st through Saturday the 23rd 
for the G3 National Conference in Atlanta, Georgia, on the sovereignty of God. Make sure you stop by the Iron Sharpens Iron radio exhibitor booth and say hi to Chris Arnson while you're there. Go to g3min.org and enter promo code G3ISIR for your 30% discount off the registration fee. Dr. Joseph Piper, President Emeritus and Professor of Systematic and Applied Theology at Greenville Presbyterian Theological Seminary. Every Christian who's serious about the Reformed faith and the Westminster Standards should have and use the eight-volume commentary on the theology and ethics of the Westminster Larger Catechism titled Authentic Christianity by Dr. Joseph Moorcraft. It is much more than an exposition of the Larger Catechism, It is a thoroughly researched work that utilizes biblical exegesis as well as historical and systematic theology. Dr. Moorcraft is pastor of Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming, Georgia, and I urge everyone looking for a biblically faithful church in that area to visit that fine congregation. For details on the eight-volume commentary, go to westminstercommentary.com, westminstercommentary.com, for details on Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming, Georgia, visit heritagepresbyterianchurch.com, heritagepresbyterianchurch.com. Please tell Dr. Moorcraft and the saints at Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming, Georgia, that Dr. Joseph Piper of Greenville Presbyterian Theological Seminary sent you. Near retirement or thinking about retiring, you probably have questions. How do you make your savings last? How much should you take out and when? You're ready for retirement, but are your finances? Art Amundsen, an Edward Jones financial advisor, can help you build a strategy to help make sure your finances keep up with your long term needs. Do what it takes to get there. Now it's time to make the most of retirement. Visit edwardjones.com. That's edwardjones.com. Or call 717-258-4688. 717-258-4688. We here at Iron Sharpens Iron Radio are forever grateful for the generous financial support of Art Amundsen, Edward Jones Financial Advisor in Carlisle, Pennsylvania. Call 717-258-4688 today. Hello, my name is Anthony Uvino, and I'm one of the pastors at Hope Reform Baptist Church in Quorum, New York, and also the host of the ReformRookie.com website. I want you to know that if you enjoy listening to the Iron Sharpens Iron radio show like I do, you can now find it on the Apple's iTunes app by typing Iron Sharpens Iron Radio in the search bar. You no longer have to worry about missing a show or a special guest because you're in your car or still at work. Just subscribe on the iTunes app and listen to the Iron Sharpens Iron radio show at any time, day or night. Please be sure to also give it a good review and pass it along to anyone who would benefit from the teaching and the many solidly reformed guests that Chris Arnson has on the show. Truth is so hard to come by these days, so don't waste your time with fluff or fake news. 
Subscribe to the Iron Sharpens Iron Radio podcast right now. And while you're at it, you can also sign up for the ReformRookie.com podcast and visit our website and the YouTube page. We are dedicated to teaching Christian theology from a Reformed Baptist perspective to beginners in the faith as well as seasoned believers. From Keech's Catechism and the Doctrines of Grace to the Olivet Discourse and the Book of Leviticus, the Reform Rookie podcast and YouTube channel is sure to have something to offer everyone seeking biblical truth. And finally, if you're looking to worship in a Reformed church that holds to the 1689 London Baptist Confession of Faith, please join us at Hope Reformed Baptist Church in Coram, New York. Again, I'm Pastor Anthony Avenio, and thanks for listening. As host of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio, I frequently get requests from listeners for church recommendations. A church I've been strongly recommending as far back as the 1980s is Grace Covenant Baptist Church in Flemington, New Jersey, pastored by Alan Dunn. Grace Covenant Baptist Church believes it's God's prerogative to determine how He shall be worshipped and how He shall be represented in the world. They believe churches need to turn to the Bible to discover what to include in worship and how to worship God in spirit and truth. Grace Covenant Baptist Church endeavors to maintain a God-centered focus, reading, preaching, and hearing the Word of God, singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, baptism, and communion are the scriptural elements of their corporate worship, performed with faith, joy, and sobriety. Discover more about Grace Covenant Baptist Church in Flemington, New Jersey at gcbcnj.squarespace.com. That's gcbcnj.squarespace.com. Or call them at 908-996-7654. That's 908-996-7654. Tell Pastor Dunn that you heard about Grace Covenant Baptist Church on Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. Iron Sharpens Iron Radio, one of the best ways you can help keep the show on the air is by supporting our advertisers. One such faithful advertiser who really believes in what Chris Arnton is doing is Daniel P. Patafuco, serious injury lawyer and Christian apologist. Dan is the president and founder of the Historical Bible Society. Their mission? To foster belief in the credibility of Scripture as the written Word of God. They go to various churches, schools, and institutions to publicly display a rare collection of biblical texts, along with a fascinating presentation by Mr. Butterfuco demonstrating the reliability of Scripture. To advance the cause of the gospel, they created a beautiful, perfect facsimile of the genealogy of Jesus Christ from the original engravings contained in a first edition 1611 King James Bible. This 17th century hand-engraved chart shows the family tree of Jesus Christ going back to Adam and Eve. This book is complete with gorgeous full-size illustrations of Noah's Ark and the Tower of Babel and an explanation of why the genealogy of Jesus is so important for his claims to the throne of the universe. 
Originals of this work are in museums and nobody has ever made it accessible to the public in a large book form before. You can have your own copy of this 44-page genealogy book for a donation of $35 or more. Visit historicalbiblesociety.org. That's historicalbiblesociety.org. Thanks for helping to keep Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on the air. Getting a driver's license, running a cash register, flipping burgers, passing sixth grade. Do you know what they all have in common? They all require training, assessments, and certifications. But do you know what requires no training at all? Becoming a parent. My name is A.M. Brewster. I'm the president of Truth Love Parent and host of its award-winning podcast. I've been a biblical family counselor since the early 2000s. And what I've discovered is that the majority of Christian parents have never been biblically equipped to do the work of the ministry in their homes. That's why Truth Love Parent exists. We serve God by equipping dads and moms to be the ambassador parents God called and created them to be. We produce free parenting resources, train church leaders, and offer biblical counseling so that the next generation of dads and moms can use the scriptures to parent their children for life and godliness. Please visit us at truthloveparent.com. at thousands of community centers, high schools, middle schools, juvenile institutions, coffee shops, and local hangouts, Long Island Youth for Christ, staff and volunteers meet with young people who need Jesus. We are rural and urban, and we are always about the message of Jesus. Our mission is to have a noticeable spiritual impact on Long Island, New York, by engaging young people in the lifelong journey of following Christ. Long Island Youth for Christ has been a stalwart bedrock ministry since 1959. We have a world-class staff and a proven track record of bringing consistent love and encouragement to youths in need all over the country and around the world. Help honor our history by becoming a part of our future. Volunteer, donate, pray, or all of the above. For details, call Long Island Youth for Christ at 631-385-8333. That's 631-385-8333. Or visit liyfc.org. That's liyfc.org. James White of Alpha and Omega Ministries here. If you've watched my Dividing Line webcast often enough, you know I have a great love for getting Bibles and other documents vital to my ministry rebound to preserve and ensure their longevity. And besides that, they feel so good. I'm so delighted I discovered Post Tenebrous Lux Bible Rebinding. No radio ad will be long enough to sing their praises sufficiently, but I'll give it a shot. Jeffrey Rice of Post Tenebrous Lux is a remarkably gifted craftsman and artisan. All his work is done by hand from the cutting to the pleating of corners to the perimeter stitching. Jeffrey uses the finest in buttery soft imported leathers in a wide variety of gorgeous colors like the turquoise goat skin tanned in Italy used for my Nessie All in 28th edition with a navy blue goat skin inside liner and the electric blue goat skin from a French tannery used to rebind a Reformation study Bible I used as a gift. The silver gilding he added on the page edges has a stunning mirror finish resembling 
highly polished chrome. Jeffrey will customize your rebinding to your specifications and even emboss your logo into the leather, making whatever he rebinds a one-of-a-kind work of art. For more details on post-Tenebrous Lux Bible Rebinding, go to ptlbiblerebinding.com. That's ptlbiblerebinding.com. Iron Sharpens Iron Radio first launched in 2005, the publishers of the New American Standard Bible were among my very first sponsors. It gives me joy knowing that many scholars and pastors in the Iron Sharpens Iron Radio audience have been sticking with or switching to the NASB. I'm Pastor Nate Pickowitz of Harvest Bible Church in Gilmanton Ironworks, New Hampshire, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Rich Jensen of Hope Reformed Baptist Church in Quorum, New York, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Sule Prince of Oakwood Wesleyan Church in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor John Sampson of King's Church in Peoria, Arizona, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Chuck Volo of New Life Community Church in Kingsville, Maryland, and the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Steve Herford of Eastport Baptist Church in Jacksonville, Florida. And the NASB is my Bible of choice. I'm Pastor Roy Owens, Jr. of the Church at Friendship in Hockley, Texas. And the NASB is my Bible of choice. Here's a great way for your church to help keep Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on the air. Pastors, are your pew Bibles tattered and falling apart? Consider restocking your pews with the NASB and tell the publishers you heard about them from Chris Arnson on Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. Go to nasbible.com, that's nasbible.com to place your order. Charles Haddon Spurgeon once said, Give yourself unto reading. The man who never reads will never be read. He who never quotes will never be quoted. He who will not use the thoughts of other men's brains proves that he has no brains of his own. You need to read. Solid Ground Christian Books is a publisher and book distributor who takes these words of the Prince of Preachers to heart. The mission of Solid Ground Christian Books is to bring back treasures of the past to minister to Christians in the present and future and to publish new titles that address burning issues in the church and the world. Since its beginning in 2001, Solid Ground has been committed to publish God-centered, Christ-exalting books for all ages. We invite you to go treasure hunting at solid-ground-books.com. That's solid-ground-books.com and see what priceless literary gems from the past or present you can unearth from Solid Ground. Solid Ground Christian Books is honored to be a weekly sponsor of Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. And don't forget, folks, please make solid-ground-books.com your very first stop for all your gift-giving needs. They bring back into print and also publish for the first time nothing but the finest in Christian literature dating back to the Protestant Reformation and extending forward to our present day, including such modern-day authors as Dr. James R. White of Alpha and Omega Ministries. So please visit solid-ground-books.com frequently, purchase generously, and always mention that you heard about them from Chris Arnzen of Iron Sharp and Zion Radio. 
Before I return to Ed Moore, pastor of North Shore Baptist Church of Bayside, Queens, New York, in our discussion on Christ our Mediator, I have just a couple of very important announcements to make. First of all, if you love this show, folks, you do not want it to disappear from the airwaves. I'm asking you, please, to go to ironsharpensironradio.com, click support, then click, click to donate now. You could donate instantly with a debit or credit card in that fashion. If you prefer snail mail, sending in a physical check to a physical address, there will also be a physical address that appears on your screen when you click support at ironsharpensironradio.com, where you can mail your checks made payable to Iron Sharp and Zion Radio. If you want to advertise uh, with us, whether it's your church, your business, your professional private practice like a law firm or a medical firm, or perhaps it's just a special event that you want to promote, as long as whatever it is you desire to promote is compatible with what I believe, you don't have to believe identically with me, but you need to be promoting something at the very least compatible with what I believe, then I would love to help you launch an ad campaign because we are just as much in urgent need of your advertising dollars as we are in your donations in order to remain on the air. So please uh, send me an email to chrisarnson at gmail.com and put advertising in the subject line. And also, folks, uh, I want you to always remember that when you give to Iron Sharpens Iron Radio, I never want anybody to cut in to the money that you have set aside to give to your own local church where you are a member on the Lord's Day in order to give to Iron Sharp and Zion Radio. In other words, don't give your own church where you're a member less money in order to give us a gift. Never do that. And if you are also really struggling to survive and make ends meet, I ask that you wait until you are more financially stable and back on your feet before you send us a financial gift. There are two things that are clear in the Bible about finances, is that we are commanded by God as Christians to support our churches and our families. Supporting my radio show is not a command of God, obviously, but if you have extra money collecting interest in the bank, you have extra money above and beyond your ability to support your church and your family, you have extra money for benevolent, recreational, and trivial purposes, well, if you love this show and don't want it to disappear, please share some of that money with us so that we can continue broadcasting and blessing our audience with uh, some pretty remarkable guests and uh, speakers and so on, just like the one we have today, Ed Moore of North Shore Baptist Church of Bayside, Queens. So go to ironshipandesignradio.com, click support, then click, click to donate now. Uh, also, folks, last but not least, if you are not a member of a biblically faithful, theologically sound, doctrinally solid, Christ-honoring church, no matter where you live on the planet Earth, I may be able to help you find a biblically faithful church, just like North Shore Baptist Church of Bayside, Queens, New York. And I've helped many people in our audience in all parts of the planet Earth find churches on occasion just within a couple of minutes from where they live. So if you are homeless spiritually, you don't have a Christ-honoring, biblically-solid church home, send me an email to chrisarnson at gmail.com and put, I need a church, in the subject line. That's also the email address where you can send in a question to Ed Moore, conference speaker, church planter, and the pastor of North Shore Baptist Church of Bayside, Queens. We are discussing Christ, our mediator, our prophet, priest, and king. That's chrisarnson at gmail.com, chrisarnson at gmail.com. Uh, pastor Ed, uh, before we continue with our discussion, we have an anonymous listener who has a question. I am remaining anonymous because some of my closest friends in ministry are Presbyterians, 
who obviously believe in infant baptism. Isn't there a conflict with many paedo-baptists with what you are discussing today? I'm not saying that they all believe this, but ironically, uh, many Presbyterians and paedo-baptists who are thoroughly reformed and agree with us on most doctrinal matters believe that someone, an infant who is baptized, who is not even of the elect, is a true member of the covenant and yet can fall away and prove that he or she is not of the elect and a reprobate. How could this happen with someone who is truly in the covenant if Christ is standing as our mediator, our prophet, priest, and king? If you could, Ed. Yeah. um, (laughs) You remember in uh, What About Bob? Uh, when yes. uh, Bill, Bill, Bill Murray goes into Richard Dreyfus's office and Richard Dreyfus is uh, saying, hey, there's a new book that just came out uh, and then sort of like surprisingly looks over in the shelf and sees like a whole row of baby steps that he himself had written, said, here, try this. Um, so I, I'm, I'm not one to to often say uh, listen to or or notice what I myself have said. But if you would go to our church website, ns-bc.org, and then go to sermons, and then go to the uh, section on ordinances, the very first sermon that I preached there is entitled, Infant Baptism is Wrong. Uh, (laughs) Chris, you laugh at everything. You don't think that's funny. Uh, (laughs) Actually, I had myself on mute. Okay. Um, but I, I think that it all comes down to a question of continuity versus discontinuity. Uh, in studying it, I did for many, many years. I, I, I would, I would say that I disagreed with Presbyterians, but I didn't really, and may not still fully understand their position. But in studying it. I think it really comes down to a question of continuity versus discontinuity, the difference between the old covenant and the new covenant. And uh, the thing I think that seals it for me the most is the statement that is from the greatest to the least, they shall all know me. And in order to be counted in the covenant, one must uh, know the Lord. And so uh, the person who has written in, and I appreciate the question so much, is right uh, there's so much that we agree with Presbyterians on, and they can, I consider some of them to be uh, some of my very best friends and certainly among the best preachers of the gospel uh, that have, have ever lived. But I think where we're going to have to part ways is on the subject of continuity and discontinuity. Um, they see a continuity between the Old Covenant and the New Covenant. Um, I see discontinuity um when it comes to who is included in the new covenant, Hebrews chapter eight, uh, from the greatest to the least, they shall know me. And that would mean that in order to be in the covenant, one must be regenerate. They must be born again. They must be saved. And there are, just as the listener indicated, there are Presbyterians and Paedo-Baptists who agree with that. They don't agree with the other colleagues and brethren in the Presbyterian and Pado-Baptist churches uh, about who is truly in the covenant. 
Uh, it may be a minority, but uh, I, I have even interviewed uh, at least a couple of Presbyterians who do not believe that a child is automatically truly in the covenant by virtue of his or her baptism. And, and let me re repeat, as we have all been saying, uh, I love my Presbyterian brethren. There is at least one Presbyterian church that advertises on the show. One of my speakers at the Iron Sharp and Zion Radio Pastors Luncheon and the three-day Bible conference is a Presbyterian, so uh, I do not intend to diss my Presbyterian brethren at all. But it may help our listener, our anonymous listener, to go to freegracepress.com and order a book by my friend Jeffrey D. Johnson called The Fatal Flaw of the Theology Behind Infant Baptism. It's an excellent book. I don't know if my guest has ever heard it about it or read it, but it's superb, and it's really, I think, the best uh, in-print response to infant baptism coming from the, the whole idea of the covenant. So uh, thank you, Jeff D. Johnson, for writing this book. And uh, once again, that's freegracepress.com. You can also order it from our sponsors at Covenant uh, uh, at Cumberland Valley Bible Book Service, cvbbs.com, cvbbs.com. And, and Pastor Ed, if you could uh, move on uh, to some more of the principles that you wanted to say before I go to any other listener question. Yeah, if, well, if I could just uh, an, another book that I found really helpful is uh, Infant Baptism and the Covenant of Grace uh, by Paul Jewett. Infant Baptism and the Covenant of Grace uh, yes. was so helpful to me. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so going back to our, our theme today, uh, Christ, our mediator, our prophet, priest and king, uh one of the things that I think disturbs both of us is that, and I am very understanding, fully in, in understanding that they don't mean that they are adopting the same uh, high role of Christ, uh, who is the only God-man, but there are brethren among us who call themselves prophets, uh, there are brethren among us who call themselves priests. I'm not talking about the priesthood of believers, of course. I'm talking about, especially within the Anglican communion, uh, the Anglican communion is a very wide spectrum, all the way from thoroughly Calvinistic churches where you could barely distinguish them for, from Reformed Baptists, all the way over to uh, apostate leftists. Uh, but uh, among many of those different shades of Anglicanism, you'll even have theologically sound men calling themselves priests. And it, it really bothers me. But if you could comment, uh, should we be attributing uh, to mere men in the New Covenant uh, the, uh, the titles and roles of prophet and priest? Uh, well, I, I, I guess... My answer for the prophet one would be um, answered by the fact that I am a uh, cessationist, um, a militant cessationist. Although, once again, just as I disagree with Presbyterians, uh, I, I, but count them to be uh, among the most godly brethren that I know, so too uh, some of, uh, again, my best friends are 
uh, charismatics or continuationists. Uh, I myself uh, am a cessationist, so I don't believe that they can be called prophet because I don't believe that the uh, office exists anymore. I don't believe that prophecy exists anymore. I believe that prophecy was a fresh word from God, um, and I don't believe that anybody's getting that anymore. Uh, with respect to priests, I mean, it all depends on what they what they mean by that. Like you said, in Revelation, it says that we are a kingdom uh, of priests, and there's a sense in which uh, we do uh, pray for other people, and that is a that is a priestly role. But if your religion is sacramental, uh, and you believe that there is the need for human agency. Uh, I, again, th- I, I would have to have them explain it to me, but I just on the surface, am very uncomfortable with that, uh, especially in light of the finished, the finished work of Christ. We, um, uh, have a great high priest who is seated at the right hand of the throne of the majesty on high. I don't think that there are probably many of your listeners who are tempted to go back into Judaism, uh, or to go back into the sacrificial system, seeing as how the temple isn't even standing. Uh, probably most of your listeners, and I don't know this for sure, would not even be tempted to go back to Roman Catholicism and that they would be. I, I, I have found that most people who come out of Roman Catholicism uh, not only see it as wrong, but they actually have a, a, a hatred for the fact that they used to have to sit in a booth and con- confess their sins to men with the hope of that man in some way being a, a, a mediator. Um, uh, now, what you're talking about, I, I just would have to know what what they're defining uh, the role of the priest is. So I'm not as familiar with how they see themselves, but it, it does on the surface rub me the wrong way uh, in light of the fact that we can go directly to God through through Christ. And I don't think that the pastor... Uh, should view himself as a uh, as a as a priest in the sense of having some sort of a special in with God uh, on behalf of the people. Yes, and the, some of the Anglican friends that I have, and some of the Anglican uh, guests that I've interviewed, uh, have tried to explain it away by saying it has just become over the years uh, in history a an abbreviation for presbyter. But I'm not buying it. I've heard. Uh, far more brilliant men than I, uh, who are historians and who know the original languages of the scriptures, uh, who know that the word from which priest is translated uh, in the Old and New Testaments in Hebrew and Greek is not the same as the presbyter. Uh, the, the, the word translated priest is not the same as presbyter, and it's a completely different concept and idea. So I, I don't even know why especially the theologically sound Anglicans who are Calvinists, I don't even know why they would want to give the false impression that they're somehow affiliated with Rome's understanding by wearing that title. But uh, But uh, even when you you think about the priest or the Aaronic priest, the Levitical priest of the Old Covenant, uh, what they were doing was 100 percent symbolic. Uh, it, it in no way ever took away sin. Never uh, at all did it ever did it ever take away sin. It was it was all symbolic. Uh, but when we th- we talk about Christ, think about Hebrews seven twenty four and twenty five. He holds his priesthood permanently because he continues forever. That is, he continues as a priest forever. 
And consequently, he is able to save to the uttermost those who draw near to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. Uh, it, it is an actual um, atonement that he made, not in any way symbolic. Uh, and so even under the old covenant, it was just symbolic what the priest did. I, I can't see someone now, after the atonement has been made, doing anything that would resemble the priestly work of Christ. I think to use that terminology is really uh, uh, out of bounds with what we would see being used in the book of Acts and in the epistles for those who are uh, servants of Christ, those who are his ministers. And we have another anonymous listener. Uh, The anonymous listener says, I am from a Roman Catholic background, but am saved by the blood of Jesus. Praise be to his name. And I have a passion to see all Roman Catholics that I know, especially my loved ones and my family, come to a saving understanding of Christ and his true gospel. My question is, can a Roman Catholic who believes in the mediation of Mary and the saints and even the participation of his own good deeds to further secure his salvation with God and be added to the work of Christ on the cross and the merits of Mary and the saints, can that person logically and consistently actually believe that Christ is our mediator, our prophet, priest, and king? I think the simple answer is no. It's a it's a very thorough question, and it's very it's very well worded. Uh, I I would, and I've and I've always said this, and I still believe this. I, I believe that there are people in the Roman Catholic Church who are converted and who are saved, uh, but I believe that these are people that are are very ignorant of what the Church teaches. So, like for example. Um, uh, and, and, and I don't think that these people are many in number. I think that they are, are, uh, are, are people that are actually trusting in Christ, but they're not actually aware of what their church teaches. So, for example, I've, I've spoken to people, uh, Roman Catholic in the past, and I said, do you, do you understand that what you must believe is that uh, Mary herself was born sinless. Uh, you must believe in her bodily uh, assumption. You have to believe in her perpetual virginity. You have to believe that she is the queen of heaven. And unless you believe all four of those things, you yourself are damned. Do you understand that you have to believe that? And they'll say, no, I don't believe those things at all. Well, do you understand that your church, and I'm, I'm not just talking about like your church down the block, but your, the actual dogma of the Roman Catholic Church says that you have to believe those four things. And they would say, no, I wasn't aware of that at all. Uh, so I think that there are ignorant Catholics. Let me, let me, uh, let me re- I will reword that. There are Catholics who are not aware of what their church actually teaches but who are indeed trusting in Christ, who are saved. But the way that that person worded that question is a person who was looking to marry, a person that is looking to their own good works. Um, can they be also looking to Christ as their mediator? And I think that the answer is no, absolutely not. They can't be uh, because the Christ that they're describing doesn't even exist if those other things do. Yeah, one of the things that makes... 
the whole conversation extremely problematic, especially in the 21st century, but even in reality ever since Vatican II, uh, which uh, ended uh, when I was a young child, uh, that many Catholics will say to you that very thing that you said, I don't believe that that's necessary for me to go to heaven. That's because their priests are telling them that, and that's because the Pope, Francis, is telling them that, because they are not speaking according to the official dogma laid down at the Council of Trent, and they don't understand that when a priest or a pope states things that are not Catholic dogma, that really, at the end of the road, that priest or pope's personal opinions, and there is a difference between an opinion or even a discipline and a dogma. A dogma of the Church of Rome can never change. So those anathemas, those curses against Protestants at the Council of Trent can never, according to the official teaching of the Church of Rome, they can never change, no matter what a priest or a pope says in, in our day and age. And, and also to back up what you said about Catholics, there are Catholics who are regenerate, but they're Catholic in name only, or Roman Catholic in name only. My mother uh, was a Roman Catholic all of her life, uh, always a sweet, godly, selfless, humble, uh, giving, caring woman. Uh, I can't even think of anybody as far as character or behavior who is her match, and I'm being sincere about that. But she was an idolater for most of her life. She was a, a believer in and practicer, uh, a practitioner of idolatrous and heretical teachings and actions. And while she was on her deathbed, praise be to God, the Lord saved her. And while she was in the hospital, dying of pancreatic cancer, I said to her, Mom, do you think you're going to heaven when you die? She said, yes. And I said, why? She said, because Jesus paid for my sins on the cross. And I said, well, you know, you've been a wonderful mother, and a, an extraordinary human being. Your life is filled with good deeds. And uh, you've been a very religious woman. And your children cannot even think of anything about you over which to complain. Is any of that helping you get to heaven? She said, no. And I said, well, what makes you say that? She said, well, if I believe that, that would be like that story in the Bible where a rabbi is praying in the temple and he's bragging about all the things he did do and did not do. And there's a tax collector in the temple at the same time bowing his head and beating his breast and saying, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. And Jesus said that the tax collector was the one that went home justified. Chris, I'm the tax collector. I almost fell off my chair. Uh, and she renounced prayer to Mary and the saints in the last weeks of her life, prayed only to Christ. And But if you were to ask her, even with her last breath, are you a Catholic? She likely would have said yes. But she had a, mm. she had a completely different understanding in her mind about what that meant at that point in her life. Right. And, and I would say, Chris, there are many things about my theology and my doctrine which are wrong. I don't know what they are. If I knew what they were, I would change them immediately. But I'm pretty confident if the Lord doesn't come back in the next 200 years, somebody is going to get a hold of one of my sermons. and They're going to say, can you believe at the first part of the 21st century, people used to believe X? And they'll 
quote something that I have said, and I'm, I'm using myself generically. Um, I, I think that there are probably a lot of mistakes in our theology, and I'm not I'm not equating our mistakes with the fatal flaw of not trusting in having faith in Christ alone. But what I'm saying is, I think that there are some Catholic people that have really horrible theology, but like your mother, who are trusting in Christ. So if we're waiting for perfect theology to, um, you know, give us assurance of salvation, they're going to be waiting a long time. And likewise, Chris, I'm really sad to say, I think that there's some people in some Reformed Baptist churches who have better theology than you and me who don't know the Lord. Uh, who are not trusting in Christ? Uh, they're trusting in their good works, or they're they're just they're just not they're not regenerate. So, uh, in fact, you know, in fact, I have a list of them right now, and I will read them <laughs> one by one. No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. Lord knows those that are His. Well, the Lord knows those that are His. Yes, yeah. and we both know about uh, some very well known. At least they were well known amongst Reformed Christians. We know of some very prominent pastors and leaders and even authors who completely abandon the faith. Uh, so, uh, and as uh, if our Arminian uh, brethren and friends immediately chime in, see, you could lose your salvation. Uh, no, uh, those that left sure. us were never truly one of us. Right. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they'd been with us, they would have continued, but they went out. Amen. First John that would out that it might be made manifest or evident that they were not with us, not with us from the from the beginning. I never knew you. I never knew you. Yeah. Amen. Well, we have one more break, and it's going to be a lot more brief than the other breaks. And if you would like to get in line, there are just a, a few people waiting to have their questions asked and answered. But if you want to get in line and have a question asked and answered by Ed Moore, send it to chrisarnson at gmail.com. ChrisArnson at gmail.com. Give us your first name, at least your city and state and country of residence. And quickly, before I forget, because I don't think I mentioned this, any of our anonymous listeners, if you are a first-time questioner, we have a, a wonderful policy here that whenever a first-time questioner sends in a question, you receive a free New American Standard Bible, compliments of the publishers of the NASB, and compliments of Cumberland Valley Bible Book Service, cvbbs.com. Who will ship that Bible out to you? So just give me your full name and mailing address. Uh, obviously, that will not be that information will not be disclosed over the air. Don't go away. We're going to be right back with Ed Moore right after these messages. Hi, I'm Brian McLaughlin president of the SecureCom Group and an enthusiastic supporter of Chris Arnzen's Iron Sharpens Iron radio program. The SecureCom Group provides the highest level of security, closed-circuit television, access control, and communication systems for Manhattan's top residential buildings, as well as churches, commercial properties, municipalities, and more. We custom install exactly what you need to protect yourself, including digital recording, off-site viewing, and connectivity from most smart devices. From simple code-activated systems to the latest technology using facial recognition, the SecureCom Group has it. 
We also provide the latest in intercom and IP telephone systems. In addition, we provide superior networking platforms. We'll create, maintain, and secure your local network. Whether it's a Wi-Fi or hardwire network, we'll implement the latest secured firewall, endpoint solutions, and cloud backup. I would love to have the honor and privilege of helping protect the lives and property of Iron Sharpens Iron radio listeners and their associates. For more details on how the SecureCom Group may be of service to you with the very latest in security innovations, call 718-353-3355. That's 718-353-3355. Or visit securecomgroup.com. That's securecomgroup.com. This is Brian McLaughlin of the SecureCom Group, joining Chris Arnzen's family of advertisers to keep Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on the air. Puritan Reformed is a Bible-believing, kingdom-building, devil-fighting church. We are devoted to upholding the apostolic doctrine and practice preserved in Scripture alone. Puritan Reformed teaches men to rule and lead as image-bearing prophets, priests, and kings. We teach families to worship together as families. Puritan is committed to teaching the whole counsel of God so that the earth will be filled with the knowledge of God as the waters cover the sea. We sing the Psalms, teach the law, proclaim the gospel, make disciples, maintain discipline, and exalt Christ. This is Pastor David Reese of Puritan Reformed in Phoenix, Arizona. Join us in the glorious cause of advancing Christ's crown and covenant over the kings of the earth. Puritan Reformed Church. Believe. Build. Fight. PuritanPHX.com The Prince of Preachers, Charles Haddon Spurgeon, once said, Growing a beard is a habit most natural, scriptural, manly, and beneficial. Grace and peace to all the Iron Sharpens Iron listeners. This is Tony with TheStandardBeardCare.com. Try it, TheStandardBeardCare.com is a Christ-exalting, better-known and simple name in beard care. So if you have a beard, know a guy with a beard, or ladies, if you're married to a man with a beard, head over to TheStandardBeardCare.com. Check out the vast array of all-natural, handcrafted products to make that beard scriptural, manly, and beneficial. And when you do so, you will help to support Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. When you use the promo code IRON at checkout, you will receive free shipping to anywhere in the lower 48, and 10% of your donations will go back to Chris Arnson and Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. So head over to the standardbeardcare.com, where the standard is the standard. such a blessing to hear from Iron Sharpens Iron radio listeners from all over the world. Here's Joe Riley, a listener in Ireland who wants you to know about a guest on the show he really loves hearing interviewed, Dr. Joe Moorcraft. I'm Joe Riley, a faithful Iron Sharpens Iron radio listener here in Atoy in County Kildare, Ireland, going back to 2005. One of my very favorite guests on Iron Sharpens Iron is Dr. Joe Moorcraft. If you've been blessed by Iron Sharpens Iron Radio, Dr. Moorcraft and Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming, Georgia, are largely to thank since they are one of the program's largest financial supporters. Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming is in Forsyth County, 
a part of the Atlanta metropolitan area. Heritage is a thoroughly biblical church, unwaveringly committed to Westminster standards. And Dr. Joe Moorcraft is the author of an eight-volume commentary on the larger catechism. Heritage is a member of the Hanover Presbytery, built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, and tracing its roots and heritage back to the great Protestant Reformation of the 16th century. Heritage maintains and follows the biblical truth and principles proclaimed by the Reformers, Scripture alone, grace alone, faith alone, Christ alone, and God's glory alone. Their primary goal is the worship of the triune God that continues in eternity. For more details on Heritage Presbyterian Church of Cumming, Georgia, visit heritagepresbyterianchurch.com. That's heritagepresbyterianchurch.com. Or call 678-954-7831. That's 678-954-7831. If you visit... Tell them Joe Riley, an Iron Sharpens Iron radio listener from a toy in County Kildare, Ireland, sent you. If you love Iron Sharpens Iron Radio, one of the best ways you can help keep the show on the air is by supporting our advertisers. One such faithful advertiser who really believes in what Chris Arnton is doing is Daniel P. Patafuco, serious injury lawyer and Christian apologist. Dan is the president and founder of the Historical Bible Society. Their mission? To foster belief in the credibility of Scripture as the written Word of God. They go to various churches, schools, and institutions to publicly display a rare collection of biblical texts, along with a fascinating presentation by Mr. Butterfuco demonstrating the reliability of Scripture. To advance the cause of the gospel, they created a beautiful, perfect facsimile of the genealogy of Jesus Christ from the original engravings contained in a first edition 1611 King James Bible. This 17th century hand-engraved chart shows the family tree of Jesus Christ going back to Adam and Eve. This book is complete with gorgeous full-size illustrations of Noah's Ark and the Tower of Babel and an explanation of why the genealogy of Jesus is so important for his claims to the throne of the universe. Originals of this work are in museums and nobody has ever made it accessible to the public in a large book form before. You can have your own copy of this 44-page genealogy book for a donation of $35 or more. Visit historicalbiblesociety.org. That's historicalbiblesociety.org. Thanks for helping to keep Iron Sharpens Iron Radio on the air. Pastor Bill Sasso, Grace Church at Franklin, here in the beautiful state of Tennessee. Our congregation is one of a growing number of churches who love and support Iron Sharpens Iron Radio financially. Grace Church at Franklin is an independent, autonomous body of believers which strives to clearly declare the whole counsel of God as revealed in Scripture through the person and work of our Lord Jesus Christ. And of course, the end for which we strive is the glory of God. 
If you live near Franklin, Tennessee, and Franklin is just south of Nashville, maybe 10 minutes, or you are visiting this area, or you have friends and loved ones nearby, we hope you will join us some Lord's Day in worshiping our God and Savior. Please feel free to contact me if you have more questions about Grace Church at Franklin. Our website is gracechurchatfranklin.org. That's gracechurchatfranklin.org. This is Pastor Bill Sasser wishing you all the richest blessings of our sovereign Lord, God, Savior, and King Jesus Christ today and always. Getting a driver's license, running a cash register, flipping burgers, passing sixth grade. Do you know what they all have in common? They all require training, assessments, and certifications. But do you know what requires no training at all? Becoming a parent. My name is A.M. Brewster. I'm the president of Truth Love Parent and host of its award-winning podcast. I've been a biblical family counselor since the early 2000s. And what I've discovered is that the majority of Christian parents have never been biblically equipped to do the work of the ministry in their homes. That's why Truth Love Parent exists. We serve God by equipping dads and moms to be the ambassador parents God called and created them to be. We produce free parenting resources, train church leaders, and offer biblical counseling so that the next generation of dads and moms can use the scriptures to parent their children for life and godliness. Please visit us at truthloveparent.com. Hi, this is John Sampson, pastor of King's Church in Peoria, Arizona, taking a moment of your day to talk about Chris Arnzen and the Iron Sharpens Iron podcast. I consider Chris a true friend and a man of high integrity. He's a skilled interviewer who's not afraid to ask the big penetrating questions while always defending the key doctrines of the Christian faith. I've always been happy to point people to this podcast knowing it's one of the very few safe places on the internet where folk won't be led astray. I believe this podcast needs to be heard far and wide. This is a day of great spiritual compromise, and yet God has raised Chris up for just such a time. And knowing this, it's up to us as members of the body of Christ to stand with such a ministry in prayer and in finances. I'm pleased to do so and would like to ask you to prayerfully consider joining me in supporting Iron Sharpens Iron financially. Would you consider sending either a one-time gift or even becoming a regular monthly partner with this ministry? I know it would be a huge encouragement to Chris if you would. All the details can be found at ironsharpensironradio.com where you can click support. That's ironsharpensironradio.com. I'm Dr. Tony Costa, Professor of Apologetics and Islam at Toronto Baptist Seminary. I'm thrilled to introduce to you a church where I've been invited to speak and have grown to love, Hope Reformed Baptist Church in Coram, Long Island, New York, pastored by Rich Jensen and Christopher McDowell. It's such a joy to witness and experience fellowship with people of God like the dear saints at Hope Reformed Baptist Church in Coram, who have an intensely passionate desire to continue digging deeper and deeper into the unfathomable riches of Christ in His Holy Word, and to enthusiastically proclaim Christ Jesus the King and His doctrines of sovereign grace in Suffolk County, Long Island, and beyond. I hope you also have the privilege of discovering this precious congregation and receive the blessing of being showered by their love as I have. 
For more information on Hope Reform Baptist Church, go to hopereformedli.net. That's hopereformedli.net. Or call 631-696-5711. That's 631-696-5711. Tell the folks at Hope Reformed Baptist Church of Quorum, Long Island, New York, that you heard about them from Tony Costa on Iron Sharpens Iron. Welcome back, and I just want to give a quick plug to my very dear friend for many years, just about as long as I've known Ed Moore, actually, uh, Dan Buttafuoco, attorney at law. Uh, he just last week renewed his advertising contract with Iron Sharpens Iron Radio. You've been hearing his ads for the Historical Bible Society, where he travels uh, to churches and schools and other organizations to put on display a priceless collection of Bibles and rare Christian books of antiquity. And he gives a presentation on how we came to receive the Word of God in the English language uh, out of the original languages in which they were written, uh, Hebrew, American, Greek. Uh, and he does a remarkable job doing that. But please don't forget that he is also a serious injury attorney and medical malpractice attorney. So please, no matter where you live in the United States, he handles cases in all 50 states. And if you or someone you love is a victim of a very serious injury or a medical malpractice case, uh, please call 1-800-NOW-HURT, 1-800-N-O-W-H-U-R-T. And we want to thank again Daniel P. Buttafuoco, attorney at law, for thinking so highly of Iron Trip and Zion Radio that he spends a portion of his hard-earned income with us. We are now back with Ed Moore, pastor of Northward Baptist Church of Bayside, Queens, New York. And we have Christopher in western Suffolk County, Long Island, New York, who says, could it be accurately said that although the persons of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, are co-equal and co-eternal, it is yet Jesus Christ alone who is our mediator, prophet, priest, and king? Yes, a hundred hundred percent. God, yes, God the Father is not uh, a man. That's right. Uh, the Holy Spirit did not die for our sins. The Holy Spirit is not enthroned uh, as the mediatorial King of of Heaven. Uh, they are uh, co-equal uh, in glory and in power. They are all to be worshipped. There's one God existing in three persons. Uh, but it is Christ who is uh, our mediator. Yeah, great, great question. And the, the, the person there is 100 percent correct. Uh, thank you so much, Christopher. And uh, if you could, I want I want you to have several minutes of uninterrupted time before we run out of time before you know it. <clears throat> um, uninterrupted time to summarize what you most want etched in the hearts and minds of our listeners today regarding this awesome, profound, glorious and essential doctrine of Christ, our mediator, our prophet, priest, and king. Uh, thank you. If I could, I, I would like to give a word uh, from Robert Murray McShane and one from Louis Burkhoff concerning Christ as our priest. Um, Robert Murray McShane, who li didn't even make his, his 30th birthday, lived from 1813 to 1843 in Scotland. Um, and McShane says this, if I could hear Christ praying for me in the next room, 
I would not fear a million enemies. Yet distance makes no difference. He is praying for me. But praise God. Uh, Think about it. Christ is praying for us. If we were to hear him, that would certainly embolden us. But difference doesn't, the, the distance does not make a difference. He is praying for us as our great high priest. We should be thinking about that. That should really give us strength in our faith. And then Louis Burkhoff, who was a um, uh, professor at Calvin Theological Seminary, who died in 1957. Everybody was reading Burkhoff before they were reading Wayne Grudem. He said this, uh, it is a consoling thought that Christ is praying for us even when we are negligent in our prayer life, uh, that he is presenting to the Father those spiritual needs which were not present in our mind and which we often neglect to include in our prayers, end quote. And that is just so beautiful that sometimes we forget to pray for ourselves or sometimes we are so arrogant that we don't pray for ourselves. And sometimes when we do pray, what we're praying for is the wrong thing. But Chris, Jesus Christ never forgets to pray for us, and he is always praying for us, and that which he is praying is always correct. And um, the Father hears his voice. Uh, Thank God for our great high priest, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. By the way, the listener's question uh, when he was asking, should it be, or is it right theology to say that uh, only Jesus Christ is our mediator, prophet, priest, and king? It reminded yes. me, it reminded me of the a Mercy Me uh, movie, or the movie about the lead singer of Mercy Me. I think it was called I Can Only Imagine, or something like that. I enjoyed the movie very much. But there was one instance of heresy in the movie, uh, and I'm not saying that the lead singer of Mercy Me said this or believes this. It could have been sloppily handling of the uh, script by uh, those involved in the making of the movie. But uh, he said when he was crying uh, out to God, Father, thank you for dying for my sins. So uh, That's modalism. That's modalism. Uh so, Chris, tomorrow you have Gary George on. Yes. And he's going to be talking about the Jesus Revolution. Yes. Uh, and so the the movie, I think, and, and he's going, this is, J- Gary is authentic. Like he was saved in that movement. Yes. Uh, you know, in studying this Jesus Revolution in uh, uh, Chuck Smith and um, Greg Laurie and Lonnie Frisbee, I didn't, I like, I was not aware of this. I don't know if you knew this, but Lonnie Frisbee was actually married to Burt Reynolds. That's <laughs> <laughs> Lonnie Anderson. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's Lonnie Anderson. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, and I remember Ed Moore calling into my show once when I had an expert on Pilgrim's Progress uh, on the program, and Ed asked the guest, well, you're talking a lot about John Bunyan, but I want to hear more about the Blue Ox. <laughs> <laughs> and then, Chris, remember when you had a guest on, and and I I called and I I recommended the book The Shack. Yes. And I said, you know, it's not that bad of a book, you know, but I was confused when I read it because it was talking about. You know the B fifty twos and new wave music, and <laughs> and I realized I was actually reading a book called The Love Shack. <laughs> yes, I remember it well. 
And a, a quick plug for one of my favorite restaurants on the planet Earth, a barbecue place in Shermandale, Pennsylvania, Grandpa's Love Shack. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> excellent restaurant. Well, I want to make sure that our listeners have uh, your uh, contact information. If you want more details about North Shore Baptist Church in Bayside, Queens, New York, go to ns-bc.org, ns-bc.org. Thank you so much, Ed Moore. I look forward to having you back on the program. Perhaps we could talk about church planting, as you suggested earlier. I want to thank everybody who listened, and I want you all to always remember for the rest of your lives that Jesus Christ is a far greater Savior than you are a sinner. Amen.